Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Farrell Shepherd of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky, and I'd like to welcome you to another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. This broadcast is for Wednesday, February the 8th. And, of course, this being Wednesday means it's time for midweek prayer service. I hope you're making plans to be at your place of worship for the midweek prayer service. If you don't have a place that you normally attend where you're supposed to be, we would love to have you come and visit with us tonight here at the Island Ford Baptist Church. We'll be giving more information about that at the close of the broadcast. But you can find us very easily at 1415 Island Ford Road right here in Madisonville, Kentucky. And we will begin service at 7 p.m. tonight. So if you can come, we would love to have you with us. Amen. Well, this has been an eventful week. Uh, we started the week out on Monday, my dad's birthday. And so we appreciate the blessing that has turned another year older, 74 years old. And thank God he's still in good health. He just got back on Saturday morning early from a missions trip to India. My dad's a church planner in Hayes, Kansas. That's their church they're working on right now, current location, and God's blessed him and using him, and we rejoice in that. And then we've been working here at the radio station and trying to get some things done, and of course preparing for services tonight. It has been somewhat busy, but we thank the Lord for his goodness. Looking forward to church tonight. Matter of fact, looking forward to this broadcast. I hope that you pray for it. I mentioned that yesterday. We don't want to just take up time. We want to be used of the Lord. We're asking God to save some sinner. We're asking God to strengthen the saint. We're asking God to get glory and honor that's due his holy name. Those are reasons and needs that this station uh, would, or this broadcast would recognize, as well as this station would recognize. And so we're in prayer about those things. We do have a number of folks that are sick and afflicted and different problems, health issues, and we keep those before the Lord, ask you to do the same, and keep praying that the Lord would just meet these needs and that he would get glory and honor. Well, i got a good song queued up right here before we go to the message. We're actually beginning a new message today that will carry us through Friday. But here is a message by the Moore family and singing, If It Were Not For Grace. I hope you've got your Bible, and we'll turn with us to the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter number 25. I'm doing quite a bit of reading in our message these days. It's a three-day sermon And we're looking in Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 through 30. Again, Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 through 30. And as we look at these verses talking about the Lord and his servants and the fact that he left them for a while and then he came back and reckoned with them. And so uh, that's what we're looking at. This talk talking about investing with the Lord's capital investing with the Lord's capital. And I'm making much about the fact that these are the Lord's goods that he's left us with, and we are responsible for them. Now, on today's message, the first message, we're going to deal with the first point. There's three points. I'm going to deal with the introduction primarily and then get to the first point on today's broadcast. That one is point number one, God has given us a Bible. Are we investing in that Bible? That's what we're going to deal with on today's program. So I hope you'll stay tuned and enjoy the message as it was preached live from the pulpit of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. On this thought, investing with the Lord's capital. Investing with the Lord's capital. 
because it belongs to Him. What He gave us to invest with is His to start with. Amen. I want you to notice that in verse number 14. All right, we'll start with verse 14. We'll read it responsibly as we have been doing some. I'll read verse 14. You'll come in on 15 and then back and forth like that down through verse number 30. The Bible says, For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them, and I underline this, his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. To every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same, and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth, and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh, and reckoneth with them. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Amen. By the way, I noticed that. You've been faithful over a few. I'll make you ruler over many. It looks like he is faithful over everything God gave him. And God said it's still a few. He had five talents. He had the most anybody else had. God wasn't in competition. That's the point I want you to see that. It's not competition who did more than the other. He said you've done good with what you had. You've made a few progresses. You've, you've made a few successful things. You've been faithful over a few things. I'm going to make you ruler over many. And and by the way, our 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 uh, repay for what we invest is astronomical. Amen. It much more abounds. Amen. At how that God blesses in that. All right. Where did we get down to? Somebody help me with that. Verse 22. All right. Verse 22. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not and gather where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received mine own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which hath ten talents. For unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. We'll stop there in verse number 30. Investing with the Lord's 
capital. I mentioned that there in verse number 14. I underlined that phrase, and delivered unto them his goods. It was the Lord's, even though he gave it to them. It was his. belonged to him. Then this one man that was the slothful servant, if you notice down in verse number 25, the end of that, he said, Lo, there thou hast that is thine. He said it was yours all along. And I've, I've kept it. I didn't, I didn't grow it. I didn't invest it. But I kept what you gave me, and here it is. And then on down here, he talks about giving them more and then taking away even that they have. The idea there is that Jesus owns it all. Amen. Amen. We talk about giving God the tithe. <laughs> Do you know He owns it all? But in His blessings, He allows us to keep 90%. Amen. Now, from that 90%, we give above the tithe. We give offerings. Praise God for that. And I appreciate a church that is very faithful in that. Amen. People that are very faithful in that. Our church is a giving church. And, and that's obvious from all the missionaries and obvious from the, uh, the marathons and the things that we hear you calling in and see you giving. And then I know there's things that are done that we never hear or see. Amen. And I appreciate that. I thank God for it. But if we get the, the concept, God owns it all, then He cannot ask for too much. Amen, if he owns it all. So here's our text, very familiar text, very familiar account. I'd like to draw some things out of that if I can for my message tonight. There's a principle in the Bible about investment. That's what I'm looking at, calling it investing with the Lord's capital. And I, I preached a message sometime back I entitled Big Spenders. If you remember, out of the book of Job, he talks about their, them spending their life. And there's a lot of big spenders in the world. I talked about some are wasters, some are spenders, and some are investors. Tonight I want to zero in on that last part there that I talked about because this text is dealing with the investment. Jesus said to this one man that didn't do what he should have done, look at verse number 26 and 27. Jesus said to him, his Lord answered and said to him, thou wicked and slothful servant. Now wait a minute. He hadn't lost what the Lord gave him. He hadn't squandered what the Lord gave him. He hadn't wasted what the Lord gave him. He just hadn't used it. He just hadn't invested it. And so Jesus called him a wicked and slothful servant. He said, Thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not and gather where I have not strawed. Look at what Jesus said he should have done. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received mine own with usury. Jesus said you should have invested it. Even if it had been a worldly investment that would have gained me some revenue, would have been better than not using it at all. Now I'm not talking about worldly investments. Now I want to talk about spiritual investments. But as we do that, we think about how our responsibility to make those spiritual investments. Amen. Now, this story that I've read to you is a parable by our Lord. And it is found here in the book of Matthew. This is dealing with the kingdom. And dealing he's going to be dealing with the kingdom of heaven. He keeps talking about that. And he's dealing with the future and things out there in the future. By the way, the fact that there's going to be a judgment 
Every one of us is going to give an account of what we've done with what God has given us. And that's the story that we're looking at here. Two main points that I want to point out by way of introduction. The first one is that talk about the Lord of those servants. That phrase is found here in our text in verse number 19. Look at verse 19. After a long time, and by the way, it's been a long time since he went away. Long to us. He said, yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and shall not tarry. Amen. But a little while to God is a long time for us. And people have said it. Well, I've heard all my life Jesus is coming. And so did my daddy. And so did my granddaddy. And so did the one. Yeah, 2,000 years we've been hearing. Matter of fact, I believe when those men were looking up into heaven steadfastly, Jesus rising up, those men, uh, those two men came, or if they were angels, whatever they were, two men came and said, why stand you here gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which you see taken away from you, shall so come in like manner and receive you unto himself. Listen, I believe they were looking up because they expected him to come right back. They thought he was coming right back. And by the way, we ought to believe he's coming at any minute. Paul believed that under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. Paul talked about then we which are alive and remain. That's not a mistake in the Bible. That is the inspired word of God. God wanted Paul to believe that Christ could come in his lifetime. And he wants you to believe it too. He wants me to believe that. I believe that. Amen. But this, after a long time, this master had been gone. I'm back at verse 19. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh, and he's going to, and reckoneth, and reckoneth with them, and he's going to. Amen. The Lord of those servants is Jesus Christ. Now get this. He's the absolute owner and proprietor of all people and all things. He owns it all. The earth is the Lord's. Not just Israel, but Russia and China. Even the Vatican belongs to God. America belongs to God. Amen. It all belongs to Him. You belong to Him. Sinners belong to Him. He made us. But listen, He owns it all, but He is especially the master and proprietor of those that He bought with His own blood. Amen. Those that have been born into His family. Those that are the child of God by grace. Amen. I just say He owns it all. Amen. You've got to remember that. I know we're not living in slavery days, and I'm not talking about hearkening back to that. But it do us good to recognize we don't have rights. We belong to somebody else. Amen. We belong to somebody else. Then there's not only the Lord of those servants, but there's the servants. The servants are Christians, particularly. Those that are born in His house. That's the idea. These servants are home-born slaves. Amen. They're born in His house. They are bought with His money. Amen. Amen. As a child of God, we've been born into the family of God. We've been bought with the precious blood of Christ. We are to be devoted to the praise and glory of God. Amen. We ought to be employed in His labor. Employed in His work. Amen. Amen. Now, I'd like to take these points and think a few minutes about how are we investing for God and for His glory. And uh, let 
me remind you, as I said already, everything we have belongs to Him. Amen. Not forget, He's going to call us to give an account for how we have invested with what He has given us. I've got four things I want to talk about tonight that God has given us, and I wonder how we're investing those things, how we are investing in those things or how we are investing those things. Four things. And I could have thought up a, a number, but just a topical thought tonight. My first thought was uh, something God has given us. God gave us a Bible. Are we investing in that Bible? Are we investing in that Bible? John chapter 17 and verse 14, Jesus said, I have given them thy word and the world hath hated them. Because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I'm glad He gave us His Word. Amen. I I believe God inspired it. I believe God preserved it. I believe He gave it in a language we can understand. Amen. Amen. He gave it. Well, I say, He gave it. We have it. What are we doing with it? Do we read it? Do we study it? Do we hide it in our heart that we might not sin against God? Do we commit it to memory? That's one of the things I think that they're going to be pushing. And I think that's wise and well to commit it to memory. But here's, do we live it? (laughs) Amen. Do we live it? Do you know it's possible that you could have a Sears and Roebuck catalog and not have one thing that's in that catalog? It's possible... To have a Sears and Roebuck catalog and not even want anything that's in that catalog. And it's possible to have a Bible and not have one spiritual blessing that's in there. And it's possible to have a Bible and not even want, not even have a desire for the things that are in that Bible. God, help us. We're going to give an account of that one day. Amen. I I think about our Bible. Is it a part of our everyday life? Or does it gather dust until we pick it up to take it to church? By the way, your Bible is not part of your wardrobe of going to church. Your Bible is part of your warfare. Amen. It's part of the weapons. It is the only weapon of your warfare. Unless you count prayer as a weapon as well. I think you probably could. But understand, it's the sword of the Spirit. Amen. And so I'm going to say we are going to stand in judgment. And when we do, will God be pleased with how we have invested in our Bible? Will God be pleased with how much we know it? Or will He be displeased and we be ashamed? Amen. I remember Brother Steve telling me that Brother Brother Brown gave him some advice. He said some of the best advice he ever got from Brother Brown. Brother Brown told him to get in the Bible, get more of the Bible in you, And you'll know more of the will of God. You'll know more of God's ways and God's will. That is absolutely right. Amen. Get in the Bible and get the Bible in you. Amen. Now, let me say this. I'm not talking about a competition to see who can know the most, see who can impress others with our knowledge. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about studying the Bible. I'm talking about investing for Jesus. Amen. I'm talking about doing something for the honor of God. Investing in the capital that he has given us. He gave us a Bible. And that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. So we're going to have to break in the message right there. But Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow and continue this message throughout this week.
And I would like to invite you to come and be with us tonight for our midweek prayer service every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. We'll be meeting here, Lord willing, tonight for that. We'll have special time of prayer around the altar, special time of prayer requests taken from the pulpit, and then we'll have preaching from the Word of God as well as some good singing together, congregational and perhaps special. Love to have you come and be with us for that service tonight at 7 p.m. We are easily located at 1415 Island Ford Road here in Madisonville, Kentucky. Hope you'll tune in this same time every Monday through Friday for another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Until then, this is Pastor Farrell Shepherd saying good day and God bless you.